Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hey everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we're back for another sweet episode. Sweet! A sweet and doughy episode. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's sweet dough week. <laughs> oh, okay. Have we ever had a sweet dough week before? I don't recall one. Yeah, I don't. This season's been kind of different with all the themes because last uh, last week we had a uh, was it pies and hearts or did we have tray bakes and cookies? No, tray bakes, tray bakes and and biscuits. Yeah. And and yeah, in lieu of just biscuits week. Do they ever have savory dough week? I wish they did. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, savory dough, always delicious. Mm. Um, those, someone does cook something savory in this uh, this episode. How dare they? It looked kind of good. Oh, um, okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But uh, yeah, how's, it, how's it going over there? Oh, it's going. Going? Yeah. How about you? Uh, good. We we made a tray bake this last weekend. You made a tray bake? So I don't know. If this technically is a tray Wait, bake. Did you make but... brownies? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we made um, cream cheese pumpkin bars. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So it was just like a layer of graham cracker, which took me a really long time to like smush up some graham cracker. Uh huh. Then uh, mixed that with butter. On top of that, we added a uh, cream cheese. Which was mixed with um, sugar and cream, sugar and butter, and on top of that we had a pumpkin pumpkin filling that was mixed with some cream cheese, and at the top we just had pumpkin. So it was kind of like nice cream cheese pumpkin pie, but in the in a tray. That sounds good, and it qualifies. I mean, it, it's a tray in baked. a tray, and you baked it, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like a pizza, we also made pizza yesterday. Um, a also a tray, tray. bake. Tray That's bake. a tray bake. Pizza, okay. tray bake. <laughs> On a tray, <laughs> baked it. Tray bake. Sounds good. I, I love <laughs> me some tray bakes. Some pepperoni sausage tray bakes. Yum, yum, yum. What if somebody did that on tray bake? <laughs> like they made a pan pizza. And Paul was like, this is my favorite thing ever. You automatically <laughs> won the show. I don't care what the rest of the episodes say. <laughs> wow. Ten minute handshake. <laughs> Ten minute handshake. And whatever that special handshake was he gave to... Uh, what did he give somebody once that wasn't handshake? But it was like that's the only time he's ever done that. It was like a hug or something. No, uh, he he hugged. Shoot, in the last British one, he he consoled somebody. <laughs> okay, that was that wasn't it. Yeah, okay. I think it was a high five. It was the Paul Hollywood high five. Oh yeah, yeah, that didn't gain any traction, <laughs> so he ended yeah. up going with the handshake. It, it was very stiff looking. He was very <laughs> stiff doing it. Not very fluid. High fives take some skill. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to position your like hand somewhere and someone else has to meet you there. Yeah. 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 And too you have to use all five fingers. Too much. Too many elements. Yeah. You can't use four. Can't yeah. use six. <laughs> six? <laughs> no high sixes. <laughs> Are you bringing up one finger from the other hand? 
yeah. or or are you bringing it up in reserve? So like you have your your one hand up, but if you think you're only gonna get three fingers on, you bring two from the other hand. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yes. <laughs> Is that for sure a way to like beat somebody? It's good math. It's like an insurance policy. Yeah, good math. Okay. okay. Math that we're working out. True. But uh, sweet sweet dog week. <laughs> <laughs> Episode six. So we have uh, seven left. Seven figures left. Um, in the intro, they say that they're gonna not make any puns about buns, which uh, they make a lot of puns about buns. Right. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah. Howard said his family's kind of stressed out whenever he's on the show. Like he feel he feels bad for inflicting stress on his family. <laughs> Very thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, Glenn says all his schoolmates are chuffed. He's still on the show. And that they're also surprised that he's still on the show. <laughs> so, backhand a compliment, I guess. I don't know. Uh, signature bake time. Okay. So, in the first challenge, the bakers were required to make a sweet tea loaf using yeast, either in a tin or free form. They were given three hours for this task. So, yeah, a sweet yeasted bread. Um, all the bakers chose enriched dough. And uh, Mary and Paul are kind of talking, and they said, like, the, the trick to this is, like, the, adding the ingredients on top of the dough will be kind of tricky because they want to add a lot of flavor to it. But adding a lot of uh, ingredients on top of the dough may also slow down, like, the rise of the dough so it won't cook as well. Yes. We have so some they proving. Were, <laughs> yeah, proving they have some issue. proving to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they, yeah, they were very looking, very much looking at that element of these bakes. I'll get into the first baker, which is Becca. Just Becca, right? We're not uh, calling her Glecko or anything. Just Becca. Okay, just back, Becca. Back to Becca. Back to Becca's. <laughs> uh, Becca is making a bearer birth. So say that three times fast. Becca bearer birth. Becca bearer birth. <laughs> Becca bearer birth. Um, she says it's her grandma's recipe. And uh, while she's kind of describing the bake, she asked Paul, does it matter? when to add fruit to the dough, in which Paul looks at her very judgingly, and he says that he will not tell her the answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be cheating if he told her what to do. Right, right. Yeah. So she puts the dough, uh, or she puts the fruit in her um, bare birth before uh, proving. So I guess that wasn't the way to go. Because uh, it re it resulted in her bare birth being underproved during judging, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty much your dough's underproved. It's not fully cooked. However, the flavors are good. So this is probably the best bake you could have done, given your underproved dough." Yeah, yeah. So always with the you know, the Paul judging you and telling you you shouldn't do something and then you go ahead and doing it <laughs> and uh, not working out well. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough look sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I feel like overall it usually doesn't work because you don't, you don't want the judge to feel like he's wrong, right? Like in those cases. Yeah, you want to kind of like feed their ego. Especially him, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to feed him like proven dough or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next we have Christine, our grandmother, and yep. she is making an Oxford nutty fruit loaf. 
So she has pumptious apricots and walnuts made to complement. Pumptious. Pumptious, yes. That's <laughs> uh, not a word. Is it? <laughs> no. It is now. <laughs> yeah. So this is made to complement a cheese that is made in her hometown, which is near yeah. Oxford. Oxford. Hence the Oxford nutty fruit loaf name, right? Yeah. You think plumptious is a word in Oxford? Nah, I don't think so. Is it in the Oxford dictionary? Next to bootylicious. (laughs) (laughs) Are there only two words in that dictionary? Because B next to P. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a a post-it note. It's not really a dictionary. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so we get to judging, and Paul says, unfortunately, I can't eat this because it won't do my insides very good at all. (laughs) And Mary says, oh, dear, it's so doughy inside, and it is not well risen, right? Yeah, it's the exact thing that they were looking for. Yeah, Paul says, the key point with an enriched dough is the proving. And Mary says, several people had difficulties getting it done in time. A smaller loaf takes a shorter time to rise. <laughs> Therefore, choose a smaller loaf. Yeah, I felt like I was being like scolded by my mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah rough, rough uh, round for Christine there. Yeah. Uh, next we have Francis. Mm-hmm. Francis is making a chai tea loaf with uh, spiced cinnamon. Um, have you ever had chai tea before? No. It's great. It's what does it taste tea. like? It's kind of spicy and also kind of cinnamony. It's like a spicy oh, okay. cinnamon. That does yeah. sound good. It's, yeah. Um, Frances being Frances, she decides to make her bake in a giant, big, cappuccino-sized <laughs> cup, um, which looks kind of cool. Yes. Always Frances with the great ideas, right? Yeah. I mean, she always has like a like a design concept, except for like mm-hmm. later in the episode, she doesn't. So we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but this looked pretty cool because when she baked it, it came out and had like a little like bottom on it. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my gosh, this was hilarious." Yeah, it was, Mel, it was, Mel is great was, on this yeah. one. Yeah, Mel Mel spotted the little bottom right away. Had a butt crack. Was, yeah, had a butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> it was bootylicious. Yeah, <laughs> right after it was bootylicious and pumptious, apparently. Yeah, in between those uh, two definitions is a picture of this thing. Yeah, um, during judging, they actually said it was a little boring on the outside. Uh, it was, you know? though, the actual bake was boring. Yeah, they had a, you know, it was bootylicious. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know if that was intentional, though. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, okay, after, yeah, when they cut into it, it had, it had like cinnamon, you can see the cinnamon like kind of lines. Mm-hmm. He said it was attractive and tasty on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the criticism they gave Frances is that she could have been more decorative with the outside, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thunk it? Yeah. So let's bring up a quick point from last episode, and that is that I went with glances. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep, glances. So, so Glenn for the win, and then Frances to go home. So. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, Francis. The bottom half of glances. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of holding up, right? So far. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so far. Okay. So, speaking of glances, next we have Glenn, our favorite English teacher. And he is making a Devonshire panettone mm-hmm. with saffron and nutmeg. 
Mm. It is a West County take on a classic Italian sweet bread. So he's marrying the flavors of a Cornish saffron bun with a panettone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so during this, Paul says to him, you know, a true panettone, how are you going to cool it? Because <laughs> it looks like they're supposed to be cooled upside down, right? And Glenn says, not upside down. <laughs> so yeah. then Paul kind of calls him out and says, so you're basically just using the tin, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, yeah. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is what we talked about earlier with, like, if Paul says something to you, will you listen to him or will you, like, right. change up your recipe? Right. So he makes a rig to cool it upside down. And he men mentions his uh, late stepdad, who was very MacGyverish in fixing things. So this is very true to form. It looks I, I had it in my notes, MacGyver, too. Yeah, did you? MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the first I think thing Glenn that came MacGyver's up. this. Yeah. I don't think he used a gum wrapper, but it still was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So during judging, Paul says it's definitely underbaked. And yeah. as soon as you put your mouth on it, it goes to dough. Uh, he likes the sharpness of it. He likes the saffron. And he likes mm -hmm. the orange, but it is underbaked, right? Mm. It needed longer in the oven and longer proving for sure. Yeah. And then Mary kind of just says it's a lovely color. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the flavors yeah. are there. Yeah. So, eh, um, not great. Yeah. Yeah. Glances are, uh, glances not doing well. Who do you think did worse? Francis of glances or Glenn of glances? Glenn. I think Glenn did. Yeah. This is the first time because Glenn's usually always on top, right? Yeah. But this yeah, time. Yeah. Literally. Like, literally, he's on top. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this time it's not looking too good. Yeah, so we should change it to friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we have Howard. Howard is making a date and hemp Yorkshire loaf. Ooh. Um. I, 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 kinda, I was kind of thinking right when he described this, I was like, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> like, <laughs> he used hemp, uh, hemp flour, and hemp oil. And then they kind of like explain that this was the legal side of hemp. Right. The other right. side of hemp was the illegal side. Mm. And like, uh, it didn't look pretty. Like, hemp, when I think of it, is like kind of like really like earthy in like a really bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Paul's like, I've that. never had hemp loaf before. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This is, yeah, this just seems like a bad idea all around to make like, I mean, you could have used like, anything else like chocolate or strawberries <laughs> i mean howard's always into like kind of the more interesting like stuff i guess he's really courageous with his flavors yeah is yeah. hemp sweet no it's like it's like grassy oh yeah imagine make, making a loaf with grass flavor in it i think yeah. of when people don't make people make like hemp bracelets and stuff like that yeah they do is that the same thing he's putting in this loaf I think so. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Pretty weird. Um, yeah, during judging, the judges don't like it. They said the hump is very pungent and it's dry. And uh, it, said it wasn't a very even bake. <laughs> mm. And um, his loaf was kind of flat because he didn't expect it to like kind of spread out. Mm. It was kind of, yeah, it didn't really hold his form. So yeah, it's kind of bad all around for Howard. Um, yeah, I don't know. Brave but bad is what yeah. I would say. There's 
sometimes there's a reason why you haven't seen a combination before like wine yeah. <laughs> like wine and cheese was it wine and cheese yeah. love? <laughs> yeah, <wine and> cheese. <laughs> there's, yeah there's a reason why it's a bracelet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right 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 all right on to kimberly our psychologist she is making a chai spiced back to chai here chai spiced ginger and date tea loaf Mm -hmm. So she's going to be rippling chai spiced butter through it with a yep. mixture of green cardamom, ginger, black cardamom, cinnamon, and some palm sugar. And when you cut through it, you're supposed to see a ripple of spices, right? Mm -hmm. So during judging, Paul kind of pushes into the slice. You know how he likes to manhandle his foods, right? Yeah. So he kind of pushes yeah. it and he's like, see in there? <laughs> and it just kind of stays smushed. But he does mm. say that he loves the flavor, that the flavor is good, the idea is good, but we're looking at another underproved, underbaked product, yeah. right? Yeah. And Mary just kind of chimes in that she likes the spices. She loves the spices. Mm -hmm. And Mel follows up with, it's delicious. So at least she got <laughs> that. So the flavor must yeah. have been good, but the bake, uncharacteristically, was not what we usually expect out of Kimberly. Yeah, a lot of them are failing at the proving. Um test during this yeah adventure. definitely uh finally we have ruby um ruby is making a citrus tea loaf um so ruby very crucially she decides like yeah you could put fruit in before the proof or after the proof so i'm gonna go ahead and leave the fruit and put it in after the proof which uh, they kind of highlighted in comparison to becca who put it in before the proof mm. uh, becca didn't turn out well but ruby's did um, her tea loaf, they said, was the correct structure. Um, it looked delicious. And, then, and they also said the citrus flavor was deep and excellent. Mm -hmm. um, they said it was a little doughy, but other than that, it was pretty much a success. So good for Ruby. Um, maybe she didn't have exams last week or something, so she actually, maybe she practiced <laughs> this or something. <laughs> maybe yeah, she had we'll, time. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. So yeah, the Ruby doing well during this challenge where a lot of yeah. other people, a lot of other bakers kind of failed at it. I have a, I have a theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Ruby strategy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's the signature bakes. It was a little bit rough around the edges and inside and doughy inside <laughs> for a lot of the bakers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It seemed kind of like a rough first outing, don't you? Yeah, I think so. All right, so next we have the technical. So the technical is an apricot corone, mm -hmm. which is a traditional French sweet loaf. It's Paul's recipe, and they're going to get two and three quarter hours. So it's basically enriched dough, apricots yep. twisted, and then formed into a crown shape. <laughs> have you seen this before? It looked like a twist. But in a circle, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in a crown like it, shape. Yeah. It's, it's like a ring. Like a, twisted yeah, ring. Yeah, it's like a ring. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like um have you ever been to uh what's that donut place? Dunkin' Donuts? They have like watched. they have twists, they have like blueberry twists and like uh they have this cheddar I think it's like a cheddar bacon twist that's really good. Oh, but it's, okay. it's it's kind of the same concept where it's like kind of like a pretzel but twisted and you can see like the insides and the outside. Gotcha. Um, it's yeah usually it's kind of sticky and like like good like that mm -hmm. like the flavors are supposed to be like really evident gotcha that sounds good um yeah i like how kim was like 
and know how they look like. Or Kimberly was like, I know how they look like. Yeah. Then you go over to Glenn and Glenn was like, I might as well be baking this blind. Yeah. <laughs> no he idea. had a blindfold on. Yeah. He also dropped some at some point. Like, like he, <laughs> he lost some. Or something. He's the best. He's like, do you think they'll notice? <laughs> yeah, they'll definitely notice. Oh. And then uh, Howard, at one point, he's like, everybody's waiting. It's like, it's like everyone's at a standstill. He's like, all right, everyone's just kind of watching who's going to take it off first. Oh, yeah. Am I going to yeah. be the one to do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it off first. So, yeah. Which doesn't really work point. out for him. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to go over the bottom four. Okay. Uh, yeah, last place we just talked about was Howard. Um, they said his, like his, his twist was too thin. His corona was too thin. The filling was uneven, and yeah, I think they needed longer proving time so that, like, when they opened the oven, they could expand more. But um, he did take it out first. He took a took a gamble. He did. Yeah. Uh, sixth place is Becca. They said her icing was clumsy, and her filling was uneven. Um, not not a good judging there. Uh, next fifth place we have the glances. It's the top of glances. <laughs> Glenn. Yeah. The, or the uh, bottom half of yeah, it was the bottom friend. half in this in this round. <laughs> they said his dough is very thin and had too much uh, fruit in it, and it was kind of funny. They're like, "This is when it was, they were doing the blind judging." They're like, "This one has way too much fruit in it." It was like filled <laughs> with fruit, and just from that, you could tell it was blends because you oh, know, yeah. go big or go home, <laughs> definitely, or go big or glow home. No, that's oh, a more. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> And in fourth place, we have Christine. Um, her biggest issue is that, like, a corona is supposed to be, like, open. Like, the, the filling is supposed to be open and on the outside. Hers wasn't really open. I think she made the cuts. But, like, it just looked like a long piece of bread and the filling was on the inside. Right. Like, right, she didn't right. open up a corona. But uh, I guess it tasted okay. So, fourth place, Christine. All right. So, I'm going to take on the top three. In third place, we had Kimberly. As you stated, uh, she knew what it looked like, and she was hoping that she could <laughs> replicate one. So it sounds like she did pretty well. Paul said mm -hmm. that the water icing is good. The almonds were good, and it had the exposed filling, which he likes. And Mary said it was a nice texture, and the fruit is very even. So mm. pretty good overall, I think. Yeah, right? good stuff, Kimberly. Solid. So in second place, we have now the top of friend, <laughs> Francis. <laughs> yeah. She had commented that she thought it was sort of a twisted, sort of rounded thing. She's like, uh, she thought it was a bit like a Swiss roll or a Chelsea bun, mm -hmm. and then you just split it in half. So she was pretty spot on, too. Yeah. Paul says that he quite likes the way the filling was exposed and that the icing is good. It had a good amount of filling, great texture, good bake, and a nice color on it. And Mary chimed in with, it's a good bake underneath, too. She checked a lot of <laughs> bottoms, I noticed. Like, she checks the yeah. bottom of the bakes. She's very thorough. Yeah. So she was Can't like, get past that Mary. Good, good underneath, yeah. And in first place, we have Ruby. And she yeah. had done something smart. She had put a like an aluminum foil or aluminum foil hat on it because it was browning <laughs> too quickly. Yeah. Because yeah. hers, hers, I think, had the most cuts on top, right? With the most yeah. amount of filling exposed, which looked really good. It looked yeah, really it looked good. tasty. It did. It did. So during judging, Paul says it was a nice size and it was quite even all the way around. It had good icing and overall a nice corona. Mm -hmm. And Mary said with all of the open sides showing through, it makes it more tempting, just like we said. 
And she said it looks almost perfect. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah. So, so. Ruby probably didn't have exams last week. No. She's on her A game. No. We'll get to my theory in the next round. <laughs> okay. So, so Ruby's I'm going to go good. with the yeah. Ruby is uh yeah, going into the showstopper. I think Ruby's on top. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, first in the Technico, and she did well during the signature. But I don't know who else did uh, well at this point. Francis did okay. Emily did well in the Technico, but not in the signature. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a different showstopper bake this time. So uh, for the showstopper bake, the bakers need to make two varieties of European sweet buns, mm -hmm. uh, 12 each. So the bakers were actually given 30 minutes to start after the Technico. So usually after the Technico, their day is done. Right. But uh, for this showstopper, they're like, you guys can start now. You guys get 30 minutes. Um, so that your dough can like prove overnight and then the next day you get four hours so yeah like they gave them 30 minutes after the technical to like uh, make their doughs and like do like overnight proving mm -hmm. um, this is interesting because I never saw them do this before uh, Howard said he was kind of tired after the technical <laughs> he, <laughs> he's like why are uh -oh. they making me do this I'm tired I didn't uh -oh. really plan for this or like he should have known that they were doing that, I guess, because they have time to practice their showstoppers. True. But I guess it is it is a lot of stuff to do like a signature bake and then you do a technical and then you have to prepare your showstopper all in one day. Yeah, it's a long day. Yeah, you know, it's a long day. So I feel for you, Howard. Um but yeah, we it's a lot of bakes because everybody has to have like two different kind of things and twelve each. I'll go into the first baker, which is Becca. Uh, Becca decides to make chocolate and rum soaked prune brioches. And uh, I think the strategy in this one is that it's rum soaked, so there's alcohol in it. <laughs> oh, we know who she's catering to. Yeah. Anytime they mention alcohol on the show, all the like Mel and Sue and Mary and Paul are like, ooh, alcohol. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that. Give me that alcohol, which is always kind of funny. Yeah. And she also makes a cardamom spiced to lemon ice buns mm. which uh, sound pretty good yeah so um, for the lemon bites spiced lemon or cardamom spiced lemon ice buns the judges said the bake was good uh the texture was nice but paul doesn't like the icing design because i guess there's too much icing but the mirror is like i like the icing design but i guess paul's very conservative with the icing <laughs> yeah it didn't look terrible it was a little thick yeah, I mean, if you like icing, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, um, for the chocolate and rum soaked uh, prune brioches, they said it was a great brioche, and uh, the alcohol came through. However, like the prune, I guess, had a very strong flavor to it, mm. so that when you ate the prune, it kind of like overwhelmed the whole thing. Yeah, you, I guess you didn't really taste the brioche as much. Right, right. But other than that, um, I think Becca did pretty well. Yeah. Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, definitely. Especially since there was two bakes. <laughs> right, right. It always makes it tougher, I think. Yeah, that's true. Because you have a lot of stuff to like consider, like a lot mm -hmm. of factors. Yeah. All right. So next we have Christine, and she is making Schnecken buns, which is a naughty cherry and raisin German Schnecken named after a snail shape. 
<laughs> and yeah, I think they were making jokes like, aren't snails adorable? I was like, no, <laughs> snails are gross. It's kind of odd. But if you think just the shell, right? It's not, it's just the shell of the snail, right? Kind of like so a gross. Swir- okay. And she's making, yeah. <laughs> and she's making vanilla custard skull bread. Who knows if I pronounced that right? <laughs> Who this knows? Is, I don't know. This is from Norway. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, from... Norwegian listener. <laughs> yeah, so... Sorry, guys. It's from Norway. It's filled with vanilla yeah. custard and homemade strawberry jam. Mm. Homemade strawberry jam sounds yeah. good, though. Yeah. Right? Can't go wrong. So, so during the judging process, uh, they kind of have a snippet where Christine's saying that she came in today thinking that she's got to have a good showstopper. And she feels that she's done that. So she thinks that she did a pretty good job, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I think she re- did well. Yeah, she did pretty good. She did pretty good. So in regards to the vanilla custard skull bread, Paul says the flavors in there, the textures are good. You've got a hit, uh, hint of the jam and the custard. So it's pretty good with the flavors there. Mary says it's almost like a donut, only <laughs> much more fun. And of course, baked in the oven. <laughs> hmm. And as far as the schnecken buns go, Paul says it's delicious. A nice blend of cinnamon as well. And the caramel really works as a sugar. So he's very impressed and he thinks they're very nice. Yep. And Mary adds that it's got a lovely whack of fruit in there. I don't know what a whack of fruit <laughs> is, but apparently it's good. And she thinks they're absolutely scrummy. Scrummy. Yes. Scrummy, when you hear that word, does it sound like it could be good or bad? Did we talk about this before? Yeah, I like I have some scummy friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in this but context, scrummy. it's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're scrummy. They're scummy. Good. Yeah. The R makes a difference, apparently. The R is crucial. Yeah. <laughs> so she thinks these are really moist with a nice texture, and she says, well done. So, yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Scrummy, Christine. Yep. <laughs> how, do you pronounce, how do you incorporate that into her name? Scrummy and Christine. Oh, like man. Scru- Christine or something? Yeah, I don't know if there's a nice way to do it. <laughs> Chris Green? Okay. Uh, moving on, we have Francis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francis is making hot cross brioches. And she's also making Rue Barbara. Which Rue Barbara. Is Barbara. And custard kolaches. Um, Francis being Francis, she decides, I'm going to make this into like a knots and cross game. So she makes it kind of like a board. And uh, the bakes are like knots and cross game pieces. Or I've never played knots and cross pieces before, but apparently it's a game. Wait, isn't it tic tac toe? Is it tic tac toe? Yeah, isn't it? That's oh. what I thought it was. Then it, then I played I played <laughs> then I played this before. <laughs> it's twenty one touch tic tac toe. Yeah, I, so tic tac toe. I think that's what it is. No, X's and O's. Oh, you're you're probably right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm looking at the tic- picture. It looks like a tic-tac-toe <laughs> board. <laughs> okay. okay, maybe they play so, it different uh, over there. I don't know. Yeah, they're playing tic-tac-toe. Um, yeah, they like their custard. They said that her custard kolaches were really good and tasty. They're impressed that she actually got the custard to like bake um, with the kolaches well. Because mm-hmm. it got kind of tricky. Um, her hot cross brioches, they say were really big. But I see that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they were a little overproved, but overall they were lovely. So I think Francis did pretty well here. They on look her good. Tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would eat those. I mean, they looked they look 
like I would win this game with tic-tac-toe very easy. Yeah, when I saw that, all the pieces. <laughs> when I saw that and I saw how shapely they were, I, yeah. I thought about you. I was like, mm. <laughs> you would enjoy the whole board. <laughs> yeah, I would play both players in this tic-tac-toe game. That would be kind of cool. So if you if your opponent placed like a piece, can you just eat it? <laughs> like so that and then it goes away. Yeah, and it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would want to play this game. That sounds <laughs> right? fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that I was great. Yeah. All right. So next we have our teacher Glenn. He's making an apricot and almond brioche. And he's also making a sticky caramel cannibalin. <laughs> Good pronunciation. Was it? Okay. It's a Swedish swinamin swinamin. <laughs> Is that a thing? Swedish cinnamon. cinnamon swirls with a sticky caramel topping and hazelnuts. Mm. So he does a funny thing, which he always does. This is why I love Glenn. And when he was measuring like how many pieces were, were there, he was like, where has the 12th one gone? And then he, <laughs> and then he remeasures them and he's like, like all 12 of them are there. And he's like, you're playing with my mind. <laughs> and I thought yeah, that, that was, was pretty hilarious. funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Also, surprisingly, he noticed that his were a little bit smaller, right, than some yeah. of the other people's bakes. Yeah. Yeah. And he also gets into a panic, like a big panic. So he's yeah, unable he to get him out of the pan, right? Mm -hmm. And then Sue gives a good or bad hint. I'll let you be the judge. She it's says, she says turn that pan upside down, yeah. <laughs> which he does. <laughs> And then Glenn says, oh, no, that was a crap idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Sue followed up, though, and said, uh, sorry, then don't do that. But it was too late. <laughs> he had already yeah. done it. And then did you notice that Kimberly came over and she was, like, trying to help, but then she saw that happen, and then she's like, I'm out. <laughs> and then she just walked yeah. back away. I don't you know, know what get I would... involved with that. Yeah I, don't... yeah, I don't know what I would do in that, in that uh, situation either. So it was pretty okay. eventful, pretty eventful for Glenn. Yeah. So during judging, they they clip to Glenn, who's saying he felt absolutely idiotic, and they just look shocking. It was rough. It was rough, right? Mm -hmm. So for the sticky caramel kind of bullion, uh, Paul says he's going to give him a fair crack. So he, he actually takes one that's from the middle, right? Yeah, that's which nice. Is, which is kind of nice, yeah. And he says what you actually get is a very, very sharp taste of cinnamon, and it doesn't taste good. And then he asked Glenn, did you try one? Yeah. And Glenn said no. <laughs> Which we all yeah. know you have to taste your food, right? Yeah, he was getting scolded. Yeah, so Paul said, you need to try one. <laughs> and Mary added in, you know, sadly, this is something that hasn't worked. So, yeah, we all saw the disaster, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, not a good look for... Uh... Glances. Yeah, or half. Yeah. <laughs> so onto the apricot and almond brioche. Uh, Paul says that the apricot has basically just been plunked on top, and it looks awful. <laughs> and it did because it it looked like he just chopped them up and then like dropped them on top, right? Yeah, it looks like I would do. No, no, we've seen your work on the Instagram. Everybody, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Yeah. But wedding cake. Check out the IG. Wedding cake. Smash that good. IG button. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Mary says, let's hope they taste good, <laughs> which I don't know is a very promising <laughs> comment. 
So yeah. she, she does say that they taste good, but they're dry, uh, even with the lovely filling. And he, she says it's a pity that it's overcooked. And, and Paul just chimes in like, yeah, I know. So not good for Glenn at all. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, speaking of not good, next we have Howard. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard is making two different uh, things here. He's making peachy buns, which is a uh, like peach filled brioche, and it's kind of the design is kind of cool. They look a lot like peaches, and he uses like spoons to like get a little like a uh, like peach. Uh, I don't know what you call that on the side of a peach. It's like the little okay, cleft. Like a cleft, yeah. yeah. A cleft, yeah. I thought they looked great though. They that thought, was, yeah, that was really genius, good. right? Yeah. And then he also makes German Baumschnecken, which is Schnecken. Yeah. And it's also uh, snail shaped, which uh, <laughs> I think Mel says is cute. I was like, I don't think so, Mel. I don't think snails are cute. <laughs> um, Howard has some trouble. Uh, I guess like his butter dissolves when he was baking. Uh, I think. Um, brioches mm. and uh yeah um his peaches they look like peaches which is very good yeah and i think the judges had pretty high expectations when they like bit into them absolutely but if yeah if your your brioche is named something peach like named the peach peach buns and it looks like peaches you expect to taste peach when you bite into it mm -hmm. and the judges were pretty disappointed that they didn't taste any peach <laughs> no, especially because it looked so good. It it looked so peachy. Yeah, which is disappointing when there's so much peach expectation and then you get none of it. And Mary seems kind of like confused as to where the peach went. Yeah. So yeah, um, his snacking, they also said was uh bland, and so not not a good round for Howard <sighs> at all. Yeah, just flavors were not there for him today. Yeah, he, he kind of did um, pretty poorly in all three challenges of the weekend. Yeah, definitely a rough, rough yeah. outing for him. Yeah, so like his signature, he had the hemp. Bad idea. Uh, he was last place in the technical. And then, uh, I mean, it was all up to this showstopper. Yeah. And it, it didn't work out. So uh, that was Howard. Okay, so next we have Kimberly, our psychologist. And she's mm -hmm. making a double chocolate and hazelnut brioche, which is filled with kumquat marmalade. marmalade. Yep. And a Danish kennel snur. <laughs> yep. It's not getting better, guys. It's not getting better. <laughs> this is filled with chamomile, apricot, and swirled with almond cream. So she has a fun little game that she plays with Sue during this where they do some psychology oh, uh, psychological yeah. profiling right this is my favorite part of the episode yeah yeah, yeah. so she kind of rifles good. off everybody and has kimberly give you know her assessment right yeah so let's start with becca becca is just solid all the way through kimberly says mm -hmm. ruby yep. is a baking ninja she's amazing <laughs> <laughs> she's secretly amazing yeah like yeah. she sneaks in there yeah pretty accurate glenn is a yeah. flavor machine and has lots of skill Yep. Howard does really interesting flavor combinations. True. Hemp boy. Hemp. True. <laughs> yeah. Christine is absolutely consistent. I think uh, they were like, Christine scares you a little bit, doesn't she? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Her, her yeah. demeanor changed a little bit when she was profiling Christine, right? Yeah, she sees her as competition. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
And then Francis, Kimberly says Francis is our design guru gem. She's amazing. Yeah, I think that one's pretty clear cut. Yeah. I didn't need to be a psychologist to get that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the Danish kennel So, Paul says that he's not overwhelmed with the flavor, and he's not getting the almond cream at all. And Mary mm -hmm. said that they needed longer proving, and they just needed more rice, you know? Yeah. And when it comes to the double chocolate and hazelnut brioches, Mary says that she loves the chocolate flavor, but they're a little underbaked in the middle. And we didn't get a comment from Paul at all. <laughs> on yeah. that one. So, yep. so we don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery assessment. Yeah, they didn't spend too much time on her judging. No, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, next we have Ruby. Uh, last but not least, mm -hmm. Ruby is making twisted Swedish cannel blur. <laughs> cannel blur. <laughs> yeah. And uh, saffron St. Lucia buns. Um, we, we learned some stuff about Ruby. Ruby tells us that she usually bakes at home while watching TV. Mm -hmm. And she's never really like fully concentrated on her bakes. Mm -hmm. So I guess when she's baking in the tent, like it gives her a boost because she's just concentrating on the tent. This is no the TV. secret theory. This is the <laughs> secret theory. Have you ever played sport? Like, have you ever played basketball? Uh, yeah. So yeah. you, you know when you're playing basketball, you're shooting free throws. And yeah. when there's a lot of distraction, you have crowd noise and everything, it's difficult, right? Yeah. But if you're just in the gym by yourself and you're practicing, easy. Yep. Right? So I think this is the, her secret. When she's actually practicing or not even practicing at home, <laughs> she has like all these distractions going on. So by the time she's at the tent, it's like easy peasy. That's true. I think you're right. Right? Yeah, I think the other bakers, when they practice at home, it's just them and their bake. Right. Um, so right. when they get into the tent, there's a lot of stuff going on and it kind of distracts them. Yes. Whereas Ruby, she's going into a more peaceful environment than all yes. this crazy TV and like students around her watching, I don't know, MTV or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like these other, right. these other people need to have their friends and family throw basketballs at them while they're baking yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like how you're running and you like, if you're training, you run with weights on and then on marathon day, you take off the weights and you're like, you're light. Yes. Yes. I think this is the secret to Ruby's success. Um, I think also the secret to her success is, uh, well, during judging before oh. you just even take <laughs> yeah. a bite. <laughs> yeah. 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 She does this too. She's like, I'm sorry. This is terrible. They look like biscuits. I'm sorry. I apologize for this. And the judges in the media are like, what are you apologizing for? <laughs> like, yeah. We haven't even tasted anything yet. Her other secret is uh, setting the bar real low. Yeah. Ruby has a lot of strategy going on here, which yeah. is very good. Yeah. I like her. Um, Paul says that they're not hideous and they're actually delicious. Um, yeah, they're not overbaked. She thought they were overbaked, but they're not. And uh, both Paul and Mary are very impressed by both of her bakes. The, the candle burr and the St. Lucia buns. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another showstopper where Ruby apologizes from the beginning and they're like, what are you talking about? This is great. This is the best thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, good job, Ruby, for employing two very successful strategies of uh, disadvantaging yourself while you're practicing and also underplaying your bakes. Yeah. Kimberly, take note. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly, <laughs> 
Yep. So th that's all the showstoppers. Um, we kind of get some thoughts from the judges. The ones that are doing well are Francis and Ruby, which makes sense. Um, they did pretty well in the technicals and the, the challenges. And then for um, In Trouble, we have both Howard and Glenn. And when I was kind of looking at both of their performances, yeah, they did bad on all three performances. So Glenn <laughs> did bad, and that's Panatoni. He did bad on that. Um, he got fifth place in the technical. Yeah, and then uh, he did pretty bad on his uh, showstopper. Howard did bad on his uh, hemp. He got last place in technical, and his peach uh, buns didn't taste like peach. So probably the worst, like more offensive person there, because <laughs> yeah. they brought that up again when they were talking about it. Oh, rough, rough on two of my rough. favorite people. Yeah, so they go into um, the decision time. They announce Star Baker, and Star Baker is Ruby, the strategy wizard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's very happy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if she actually expects it or not. Because when they kind of introduce it, like Star Baker, like if we give this person one more compliment, it's just gonna blow through their head. <laughs> they're just gonna, they're just gonna be overconfident. But I think they're like being funny because she's nothing like that. Oh, she expected it, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to you, Ruby. Yeah, and then they announce he's going home, and then Glenn and Howard both look very. Um, they kind of we kind of get thoughts from both of them. They they both thought they were going home because of their bad performances and it ends up being howard um so yeah. sad so sad yeah howard's pretty sad too but he you know he says he enjoyed his time very well he made some good friends and then glenn said next episode because uh, he was spared this episode and howard went home he is going to do better in honor of howard so good on you glenn back on top yeah week. back on top next week we'll, we'll find out but that was the episode it was a good one it was good. It was good. Yeah. Shall we, shall we go into the segments? Yes. What was your funniest moment of the episode? The funniest moment was, let's see, during the technical, when uh, Glenn puts a cover over his dough, and then I think it was Sue that mm -hmm. said, is that going to work? Was it Sue or Mel? It was Mel. It was Mel, right? This is, this is also Mel. my, my oh, okay. moment. It was Mel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, yeah. And then she says, prove it. <laughs> yeah. She, she totally set that up. Yeah. <laughs> she set that up for herself. Yeah. That was so good, wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, that's, that's something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> prove it. Good stuff. Yeah. I thought that um, was good. What was your favorite bake of the episode? Wait, can I add one more funny thing, which I think wasn't yep. too funny? So yeah. when Howard was gone, was leaving, do you remember? Okay, this time it was Sue. She went over to him and she said, whose sponges will I elbow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember? yeah, that was pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. I was like, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. No, not too soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Not too soon. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the hosts were... They're comedians this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As they always are, but funny. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So I want to I want to try Ruby's technical because it it really did look very tempting and very it it just looked really good with all the fruit bursting out. And it looked moist. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Yeah. It it looked like it was gonna be really delicious. How about for you? Um, I know that's kind of weird, but I want to try that hemp loaf. <laughs> Of course you do. Oh, it's, it's so weird. I'm like, I want to see how bad this tastes. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see how 
that's what a was good, Howard thinking? That's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. When <laughs> when do you get to try something that bad? I don't know. That sounds crazy. <laughs> well, you probably won't ever get to try it because no one is going to. You should make it. You should make no. a hemp loaf and put a bracelet on top. Uh, I don't think my wife would like this. Oh. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? It's There's the good... chocolate and strawberries in the fridge. <laughs> Why don't you use that? <laughs> the good side of hemp. <laughs> right? That's what I'll tell her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Prediction time. Yeah, I didn't do too well last time. We've never seen Glenn in this state. But is he ready to make a comeback? Not that much of a comeback, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> you set that up. <laughs> okay. It seems like Christine will do will make a little bit of a bounce back. Christine will mm -hmm. make a, a and I just feel like, wow, could Glenn is it possible for Glenn to say he's going to do very well and go home <laughs> next week? Because that would be tragic. Yeah, that would be tragic. I don't know. Oh, I actually man. don't remember what happened next episode, so your guess is as good as mine. Oh man, I'm gonna say that's gonna happen. Let's go, Christine for the win and Glenn's going home. Oh no. Christine. <laughs> We're doing Christine. We gotta go the other way. Kristen. <laughs> right? Because Glenn's going what? on the bottom. Glenn's on the bottom. That's a normal name. Oh, okay. Chris Glenn? Chris Glenn. Chris. Chris. <laughs> I thought you said Kristen. Yeah. Chris. Is it Chris Glenn? Kristen. Kristen. No. Oh. No? That's cool. All right, fine. So Chris me... Glenn. I'm... All right, Glenn's gonna win. Christine's going home then. Glistine. Glistine. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It's going to be a glistening episode. Fine. Done. <laughs> All right. Those are predictions are locked in. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you guys are all staying safe out there. Be safe. Enjoy some good bakes. Be safe, everybody. Bye.